In the news this week, the Institute welcomes the long-awaited trans guidance for schools, but says the government needs to do more. Church leaders urge the Republic of Ireland not to legalise assisted suicide. And Christian MPs declare the true meaning of Christmas in Parliament. Hello. The Christian Institute has welcomed new guidance for schools on gender questioning children, but says the government has more to do to safeguard children. The long-awaited draft guidance, which is subject to public consultation, clarifies that schools are not required to treat children as though they are the opposite sex during school time. Instead, schools are told to seek parents' views as a matter of priority and give those views great weight. For primary schools, the guidance is clear that teachers should only ever use sex-based pronouns for children. Secondary schools will be able to agree to a change of pronouns in exceptional circumstances, but no teacher or pupil should be compelled to use preferred pronouns. Schools must not allow boys to access girls' toilets, showers or changing rooms and vice versa. The CI's Head of Education, John Denning, joins me in the studio now. John, we've praised this guidance. There's a lot to welcome in it, but you feel more needs to be done. Well, the truth is that no child is really born in the wrong body. Mm. So schools shouldn't be treating them as if they are or teaching them that they can be. Um, and the guidance isn't completely clear on that. The only thing that, that really helps ultimately is for these children to be helped to, to be reconciled to the truth of their own body. And it, it would be good if the guidance was clearer on that. Um, but I think the biggest problem with the guidance is going to be ensuring that schools follow it. And I think the government needs to do more work on that. Um, it's also worth saying that the guidance is about how schools should respond to requests from children who are questioning their gender. It doesn't address how what schools should teach about this. And that will come in the new guidance on relationship sex and health education. There'll be a consultation on that in the new year as well. So these consultations are really important um, People on the other side of the argument will be responding, so Christians need, really need to make their voice heard too. Thanks, John. The Scottish Government has announced that it will not appeal a court ruling backing Westminster's veto of its gender self-ID bill. Shirley Ann Somerville, Cabinet Secretary for Social Justice, said, although the Scottish Government won't pursue a court battle, it will look to persuade an incoming UK Government to remove the veto. If the Gender Recognition Reform Bill ever becomes law, 16-year-olds in Scotland will be allowed to change their legal sex by self-declaration without a medical diagnosis. Former First Minister Alex Salmond criticised the SNP for attempting to introduce gender self-ID in the first place, calling it the worst legislation in the history of devolution. Church leaders from different denominations have warned the Irish Parliament not to damage society by legalising assisted suicide. Speaking to the Aructus Joint Committee on Assisted Dying, Reverend Dr Rory Corbett of the Church of Ireland highlighted that assisted suicide never just affects one person. We should be a caring and cohesive society. Relationship is at the heart of it, and for a Christian, relationship with God is an essential part of their life. We cannot act in total isolation, and as John Wyatt, the ethicist, has put it, however compassionate our motives may be, when we assist in the killing of another human being, we damage our own humanity. We must continue to build on that cohesive and compassionate society. Reverend Stephen Foster from the Methodist Church in Ireland says society should encourage the vulnerable to thrive instead of making them feel like a burden. 
Uh, assistance in dying undermines our societal commitment and efforts to saving life. Uh, this is particular resonance in regard to the prevalence of suicide. Uh, the clear message as a society that we need to be sending out to people is that we're interested in people having all the means necessary for good mental health, social health uh, and opportunities to thrive. We are concerned that if assistance in dying is introduced, it would undermine the need for excellence in palliative care uh, and its resourcing. And finally, ahead of the Christmas recess, Christian MPs have shared the true meaning of the season with their parliamentary colleagues. Introducing a Westminster Hall debate on Christmas, Christianity and communities, Nick Fletcher MP urged his fellow parliamentarians to repent and ask Jesus into their lives. He knew his time was limited on this earth and that he would have to pay the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. He knew he would be crucified. And he was. Crucified so all those that believe in him will be forgiven. The final sacrifice so we can be right with our maker. Not through works or deeds, but simply by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. So what does that mean to us 2,000 years later? It means simply this, that if we ask Christ to come into our lives and repent, he will. That's it. The greatest gift we can ever be given is simply an ask away. Former Lib Dem leader Tim Farron said the gospel message, which has always been seen as offensive, is meant to be countercultural. It is deeply disturbing and even offensive. I'm reminded of Lucy asking Mr. Beaver about Aslan in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. She asks, the wardrobe. She asks nervously, is he a tame lion? Oh no, says Mr. Beaver. He's not tame, but he is good. He is good. Jesus isn't tame. Christianity isn't tame. Christmas isn't tame. But he is, and they are, good. And if you are prepared to allow yourself to be disturbed and offended, you will discover that he is good. Good for you, even. Before we go, here's a short message from our Deputy Director, Kieran Kelly. As Christmas approaches, we once again are called to reflect on the glorious incarnation of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful message one that deserves protection. And while sadly these days there are so many who seek to suppress the truth of the gospel, we at the Christian Institute continue to work tirelessly to protect gospel freedom. But we couldn't do this vital work without you, our prayerful, dedicated supporters. And for that support, you have our sincerest thanks. May God bless you and keep you all at this special time of year. Well, that's all for this week. Happy Christmas and a peaceful new year from everyone at the CI. Join us on the 29th as we take a look back at 2023. Until then, goodbye.